Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Michelle Show. It's me. Michelle Show. Michelle Michelle Show. Show. It's always Michelle, but I guess sometimes JD joins me for We Watch Shudder. So who's here with me, JD? Uh, It's JD. Did I get it right? Yeah, good job. Wow. Man, we're already off to a banger start on this one, Michelle. I think so. I mean, this is a Michelle show and you're my guest, so I think it's going really, really well. Uh, uh, Well, uh, to be fair, I did just watch nine Saw films in three days. My brain is a little melty. That was a lot of Jigsaw to take in three days. We'll be talking about that at another time. What's the course of business? Michelle, this is not a regular uh, early Saturday morning episode for a Friday release. What is happening? Well, we're doing our September recap. I oh, already right. want to talk about the October recap. Just I know we've. October. I've already seen. Look, here's the truth. <laughs> I've already, as we record this on October fifth, I've already seen more movies in October than I saw in September. So believe me, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I am at 22 movies as of October fifth. Jesus, um, I have Christ. so much to talk about when we get to the October recap, and I would like to. Uh, maybe perhaps do a separate Just Saw Universe episode because I'm going to have so many responses. I don't know if we can do that, Uh, Michelle. JD has been messaging me his thoughts and I've just been writing them down, you guys. Yeah, just just to to give you a a peek behind the curtain, guys, what I decided to do for for my own personal viewing for uh, Spooktober 31 Days of Halloween is I decided I was going to go back uh, and get reconnected and, and watch all of the movies from some franchises that I had not seen the films from because I'd seen maybe one or two uh, and decided it wasn't necessarily something for me. Uh, knowing full well that it was probably not going to be the most personally enjoyable experiences, but just out of respect for the fact that they're very uh, successful and very respected horror franchises, uh, and I feel like if uh, I want to be taken seriously as a horror fan at all, I just need to be familiar with stuff on this level. Uh, and originally, I had uh, 31 movies selected, and I was going to watch one a day for 31 days. And then somehow, I ended up watching all of the first nine uh, Saw films in three days. And uh, now I'm shooting for Saw and Hellraiser and Insidious and The Conjuring Universe and Child's Play. I'm so proud uh, of you. Uh, maybe wrong turn just because i had no idea there were seven wrong turn movies until i started researching franchises i should maybe dive into man uh there's a lot of stuff coming up that i'm gonna try and watch but oh man my brain is nine jigsaw movies is a lot of jigsaw anyway that's look for that all coming up later guys we're I'm so happy that you're taking a page out of my book. And my rule of thumb is enjoy something, then do it so much that you hate it. Uh, So I'm really happy that you're doing that for October. That's something my dad used to tell me, which is if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is completely accurate. Yeah, Yeah, um, that's a beautiful soundbite statement that just encapsulates a brilliant, brilliant philosophy. If it's worth doing... It's worth overdoing. He used to express the same idea a slightly different way uh, when he said one would have been enough, but two felt so good I did three. Oh, man, I'm going to get that as a second tattoo. <laughs> yep. If it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. That's a, it's on my credo of, of life philosophies, my soundbite <laughs> philosophies. 
right up there with uh, I'm not fine, but I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, should we get into September recap? We're yeah, we're almost five minutes okay? deep into this episode, yeah. and we haven't even touched on anything to do with September, which is good, guys, because, look, I'm going to just bring this right out to the forefront here, because, and then I'm just going to get out of Michelle's way, because there is, <laughs> I know, one movie in particular uh, that we're going to want to spend some time talking about. We've been kind of champing at the bit to it. get to it, uh, yeah. but... Uh, we were preparing for this episode, and I was looking back, and I realized uh, that between all sorts of stuff going on in my personal life, and then all of these short films that we were watching to get prepared for uh, daily drops in October, and then the regular Shutter viewing, and then the fact that, look, uh, I love horror movies, but it's not the only thing I geek out about. A uh, brand new Magic the Gathering uh, expansion dropped at the beginning of September that I've been uh, uh, particularly fond of and enjoying. And uh, look, the movie that Michelle and I are going to have the big back and forth about is the only movie that I saw this month that I haven't already talked about that I have anything to say about. So I'm just going to get out of the way and let Michelle do the Michelle uh, Roller uh, September recap, and then we're going to hit the main event. Michelle? This is yeah. all you. Let us know what you saw this month that I should be trying to catch up on. Dear God. Okay. Well, I did um, take a look at my list and I grabbed 10 titles just in case you didn't Jesus. have anything. I'm not You're going a to read mad all man. 10. I know. I know I am. But I am going to read the ones that people might not have checked out and I did find very interesting. Uh, first off, we need a good comedy horror every once in a while. And I did stumble across one called L'Employé du Mois uh, or Employee of the Month from Belgium. Uh, it was available on Hoopla, which is the library streaming service that I'm a huge fan of. I am so happy that they have good stuff every month. So it is about a woman who who is a very good employee and then things go awry, but she is very good at her job and she takes care of it. Don't want to tell you a whole lot about it, um, but it's a woman who's been at her company for a long time and uh, she is the only woman in the office taking care of her coworkers. I'm assuming you have not heard of that, JD. Okay, perfect. Then on to the next one. He's just shaking his head no, so I'm just going to keep going. Uh, Final Cut, the 22 remake of the original Japanese film. That was a film that was done in one cut, and it was them making a movie about a zombie attack. When a zombie attack happens, JD has picked up the microphone. JD knows Final Cut. Uh, is you saying that's a remake of uh, One Cut of the Dead? Is that oh, what's sorry. happening here? One Cut of the Dead, Final Cut is the remake. Okay, yeah. So I, I've never, I wasn't even aware they did a remake of it. Uh, I have seen uh, one cut of the dead. Uh, it's, it's not my favorite uh, zombie movie or my favorite found footage movie, but it's not my least favorite of either of those things by any means. I was really. Uh, more, here's how I saw it is I saw it on an episode of the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, and in addition to, uh, just being an awesome host for horror movies, there is a specific scene, uh, a moment in that episode where Joe Bob has a, a particularly well-known at this point rant, uh, about that movie and the independent spirit of filmmaking. And it's, uh, uh, it's really kind of uh, a, a nice little rant to go back and look at, but uh, 
Oh, that's interesting. I, I as with everything, uh, well, not everything, but so many things. They were like, oh, let's. Uh, we could just buy this movie that's already been made and bring it over here and show it to people. Uh, but no, instead, let's invest a ton of money in completely remaking it with different people so that it's like American looking. Well, and the no. sad thing. <laughs> it's not what? even American. You are making a lot of assumptions about America, sir. This I am. is a French film, and it's actually more of a sequel than oh. it is a, a remake. I assumed so, it was one of those American. I we know. couldn't possibly. No. It's not a. It's not a Ringu situation. No, it's actually fantastic. I don't know if you're familiar with the stage play "Noises Off." It was then made into a movie. Um, Called but Noises this is, Off. Yes. This is Noises Off, but in a movie, in that uh, you watch them do the thing once, then you see what happened before that thing, and then you see them do the thing again, but from a different view, and now you have a lot more information, and it just, you're like, oh, that's why that was weird before this thing was happening that we didn't see. Um, so it's fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it is meant to be kind of a sequel where they are remaking One Cut of the Dead, but now in France. And there's a lot of stuff because the original writers don't want them to change the names. And they're like, but this is a French movie. So they're all speaking French, but using Japanese names and the references don't make sense, but the writers won't let them change it. There's just a lot of silliness going on where yeah, everything so you goes came, terribly wrong. You, you came out the gate with just that summary uh, remake uh, word, and I yeah. made a lot of assumptions there. And you I was just like, oh. did. I mean, to <laughs> be fair, they job. were, they were, they were, I mean, I'm not going to say that assumptions are, are always uh, uh, completely accurate, but they're not always bad, e like completely bad either. I think yeah. they were they were reasonable bets I was making. I still very much could have lost, but they were understandable <laughs> bets. But well, ultimately what I was getting at is the real bummer of that situation, because we all know the kind of situation I was talking about and was assuming was happening yeah. here. My apologies to Final Cut. Uh, <laughs> but the unfortunate sad part about that is the fact that they're probably right. If they just bought the original version and brought it over here and put it out into theaters, nobody would go see it. Oh, 100%. You are completely right a, in your assumption. You're just not right such that that assumption bummer. applies to this movie. It's such a bummer. You made yourself sad about a movie you haven't even seen. I know, and then I was also a dick <laughs> a about talent. it and made myself feel bad about... Uh, I want to like send them an email and be like, hey, I know you don't know who I am and you don't give a shit about my little podcast, but... I said some mean things in assumption about your movie, and I just want to tell you I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. They're French, so they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself. So it's fine. <laughs> they do not care bon about the American's opinion. <laughs> casse toi. That's what they'll yeah. say. They'll say casse toi. I, what does that mean? Do uh, you know? I believe go away. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's, it's one of the Accurate. things that... Uh, uh, that Lafayette says in one of the in, in his introduction uh, in Hamilton, he <laughs> says, "I came from afar just to say bonsoir to the king, Cassetois, who is the best, c'est moi." Bra, we bra, 
I am Hercules Mulligan <laughs> okay. up in it. Well, did you, I could go on. I could is go Hamilton on and on anyway. part of your yeah. September recap? No? Okay, on uh, to the third I, movie. <laughs> I have the original cast recording, which is honestly 90% of the entire show on a two-album uh, CD in my car, and I listen to it regularly because it is about 90% of the show. That means there's only another few scenes with just a very little spoken dialogue, and I have seen the Disney production of the film uh, of the, the the stage play enough times, and of course listened to the album enough times that I'm pretty sure if I sat down to watch the show again at this point, I could recite the entire thing from memory, everybody's parts from start to finish the entire two hours and 45 minutes. I believe you. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got off on that situation because oh, I don't wait, have anything else to talk about in September. <laughs> I don't uh, have shit to talk about in September. Talk about more a, movies. You have to take a thing you love and then become obsessed to the point where it's not fun. And you were just explaining how you did that with Hamilton. So it, 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 No, it's still very fun. I love it. <laughs> For now. <laughs> okay, so my next movie. Uh, you would hate this one, JD. It is called Found. And I found out about this movie this month and had to check it out. It's from 2012. It is about... I hate a, it already. <laughs> well, it is about a young what boy. What a terrible year. <laughs> 2012, what happened? To I don't even remember. That's 11 died. years ago. Oh, that was a bad year. <laughs> Your dad was all <laughs> good quotes. Well... This movie wow, is not about... Wow, that was really... That was incredibly crude of me. Holy shit. <laughs> this movie is not about a dad dying, but it is about many women dying and a few men because a young boy who's probably 12 or 13 finds out that his older brother is a serial killer. Immediately at the beginning of the movie, he goes into his older brother's closet and discovers that there's a bowling bag that does not have a bowling oh, ball. Oh, I've seen this. It has a head. I've Ooh. seen this. Okay. Okay, I'm go not ahead, going go to ahead. spoil it. Yes, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but I will say it's going to go too far for a lot of people. Oh, I yeah. found it more somber than horrifying because a young boy coming to terms with what he's learning and how that like how that affects him seeing that his older brother is this person and there's a lot of internal monologues um, playing throughout. And then the ending. The, oh, the climactic fucking, sequence is yep. a madhouse. Yeah, it 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 go it goes there. So um, it's gonna be too much for people, but I found it so sad until I found it very fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So here's what I wanted to yeah. say is, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, but uh, do you know about the spinoff film from Found? Not at all. Explain. Okay. So this is how I learned about Found. Um, in the movie Found, you will remember this, and this is minor spoilers. Uh, I won't even tell you the title, but in the movie Found, the older brother rents a video from a video store. There's a yep, spin-off movie <laughs> that is that movie. I don't yes. want to tell you what the title of the spin-off movie is on the podcast because that title alone tells you too much about Found. How this happened is I found... So that movie is available on Screenbox, or at least it was at one time. It still is. Yep. That's I saw that movie just sight unseen looking through the Screenbox library uh, <laughs> and saw that like its gimmick is it's this lost slasher from the early 80s and they just found it again in the late 2000s or whatever. 
Uh, but I watched it, and if you think Found is fucked up, uh, yeah. that spinoff movie is levels of fucked up. And then I was looking into it because I was like, I want to find out what else these people have done. And then I learned about Found, and I went to see that immediately. And it's just, it's it's it is like you said, it's it's very sad and somber and morose until it gets. Oh, r- real twisted, like real yeah. depraved. Yeah. Also, I cannot believe that they made a full length movie of the movie. It looks like it came out after Found, so they went. People liked Found. Let's make a full length. Oh, Michelle, it's. Oh, I'm it's, gonna check it out. I know what happened. It's fucked up. Also, side note: if you watch the credits all the way through, uh, the movie was at least—I don't know if it was fully or at least partially—produced with crowdfunding. And they do one of those things where they run the list of everybody who uh, helped fund this movie. Uh, and in that list of people who helped fund the making of this spin-off movie, whose title I'm not gonna say, but you can easily find it if you want to know it and do your research. The movie we were talking about was found. I found uh, it in very that. Easy. In that list of donors is uh, Grindflix Fargo, Randall Black. <laughs> yeah. We love Randall. He sends me so many squelching subtitles. Yeah, he's a great he, dude. He watches a lot of stuff that I'm not watching, so it's really great. He'll be like, he, uh, he and I, <laughs> He and I share a real uh, uh, kinship over uh, like real just trash cinema. Uh, like there's a movie I talked about a couple monthly recaps ago called Chompy and the Girls, which is just great movie. trash. It's trash, but it's so awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, like Winter Beast, you know that sort of stuff. But yeah. Uh, so see that spinoff, Michelle, and just I will. it's she's yeah. There. You're gonna get yeah. about five minutes into it and be like, I'm not sure I want to finish oh, this. I've already seen a lot of scenes of it from Found. They show a lot of these scenes. I'm already not sure I want to finish it, but I will oh, watch it. Oh, it's it rough. October list, already regretting it. Okay. Cool. I'm glad well, I ended up with something to contribute today. because <laughs> uh, I'm so sad it's that movie that you wound up contributing. Here's what I'll say about it. Like, it's... It's fucked up, but it's fucked up in that way where it's like there's a reason for it. I mean, yes and no. Uh, it just it doesn't like it. At least takes its fucked upness seriously, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. trying to play it for absurdity. Uh, like this, it's a movie that knows how fucked up it is, uh, and it doesn't. I don't know, it definitely feels like, I don't know, it's a weird borderline between manipulative, uh, or like, it, like it doesn't quite feel exploitational. Like, it's heavy and it's aggressive, but uh, I don't know, there's just a vibe about it that I was able, like, I don't, it's not something I'm going to run out to watch again as soon as possible, uh, uh, but it's, uh, when people ask me, like, what really intense movies do you think are again like super uh, aggressive but still worth seeing this is one that i would probably name sweet okay i'm surprised by that cuz you don't that's like a stuff long with way kids. around about a movie that we didn't even say the name of because we don't want to spoil the movie that you well, saw well we said about found found right. uh, well yeah and again yeah. so people who want to know what it is can easily go figure it out it's but if on you on the imdb page that's how i found it 
Oh, like right if you on. go to the it's found IMDb easy. page, it's yeah, it's right there. Well, I found dumb. it within ten seconds. <laughs> that's dumb. Anyway, so what else yeah. did you see this month, Michelle? Okay, I watched a movie that actually scared me in September. I'm so happy. I mean, it was short lived. I wasn't scared afterwards, but the there one? were moments. Not the one that we're going to argue about. Okay. That'll be the next one. That one didn't scare me. But this one scared me. It came out earlier this year. I finally had the opportunity to see it. It is hitting Hulu in just a week or two, so more people will be able to see it. Cobweb. Oh, yeah. I've been excited to see this. I, uh, oh, I, I, so I, good. I don't really know much about like what it's about, but I've seen uh, several people blind. reacting to it. This is what I try to do now with, with horror movies is I'm not so much... Wanting to see a trailer or or read a lot of like any... All I want to do is I want to have an established body of people whose opinions I respect. Uh, and I just want to know what they thought of it. Like, is it worth seeing? That's all I want to know. Uh, and sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't. Uh, but uh, that's all I want to know. And I have heard so many positive things about this and I definitely want to see it. Awesome. I was going to use that to segue into an, our argumentative movie, but I did have one more that I wanted to throw in there really quickly. Please do. Um, just because I thought it had a lot of interesting ideas. This is more sci-fi than it is thriller, horror, horror adjacent. Um, okay. But The Artifice Girl from 2022 hmm. was available for streaming. Um, essentially, without telling you too much, it is about... A man who is called in by the FBI because he has been on pedophile websites and they say, we need to know who this girl you're associated with is. And he says, she's not real. She's AI that I developed in order to trap mm. child predators. So he has created this girl who uh, has all the the ability to speak like a 12-year-old. You can see her on a webcam like she's a 12-year-old. And it starts getting into the questions of at what point does this 12-year-old girl become aware of what she's being subjected to? And at what point is that not okay as though she was a physical human child who is now spending her entire life being subjected to pedophiles in order to catch them? I think that's... Uh like that's a, a an interesting play uh and and sort of new angle on the you know sort of um uh the AI dilemma that we've talked mm -hmm. like has been a, a theme in science fiction for a long time you know at what point uh does uh, a a machine or a program become a a thing with awareness and identity and uh frankly rights <laughs> you know at what exactly. point does it become a, a, an entity with rights uh yeah. and so but also i would say like i'd be curious to see this and it, it definitely helps to hear that that you thought it was was well done uh because it's also very much the kind of thing that i'm immediately like oh that's that's shaky ground my friend like I, i'm not <laughs> saying it can't be done uh acceptably and respectably but oh man, anytime you get I into think, those layers, like it's it's real, things can get real murky real quick. So I hope they uh, I hope they were able to pull it off. 
Yes. I think that you would watch this and if anything, be like, oh, it was a little dry and serious and it does not try to go for shock value at all. It is basically just asking these questions as the viewer. Um, you know, what did you say that was called? Like it. Uh, the Artifice Girl. The Artifice Girl. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's not a perfect movie, but it did make me just think about some things. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by AI. I think a lot of people are. Um, we're kind of in this, you know, part of the world where things are evolving really quickly. And I think it's interesting to have those theoretical conversations. And this one did ask some interesting questions about at what point does that become just as bad as doing it to a physical human? I, uh, here's a question that I want to ask you just on that topic oh. that will be completely spoiler free for people. Am who I AI? Seen no. No. Uh, have you seen AI. X, have you seen Ex Machina? Yes. How far into the film did you know what was happening before they told you what was happening? I had been told what was happening before I saw the movie. No! I know. So I should rewatch that for Spooktober because it's been a while. I'm uh, look. I'm admittedly uh, uh, Alex. That's Alex Garland movie, right? Uh, the same guy yes. who did uh, yes. Men and uh, and uh, was it Annihilation? A whole bunch of fucked up stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Annihilation, which I loved, and you didn't. Yeah, like, I'm not. We'll talk I'm, about we've that talked about day. that. I'm not the. I'm not the biggest fan of Annihilation. I wasn't the biggest fan of Men. Um, I, I would say of the movies he's done that I, I've seen. Uh, this one uh, is is the one I enjoyed uh, the most. Um, uh, why did its name just completely derail out of my brain like a thought train, Ex Michelle? Ex Machina, yeah. Uh, but uh, I won't say anything else, guys. Go see it. It's uh, yeah. Alex Garland is one of those guys where, like, even though I've never been completely won over by anything he's done, it's a real like Ty West kind of thing. Uh, where like uh, they've never been fully won over by something, but there's something in everything that makes me say just like, just give it a minute. Eventually, they're gonna drop something that works for you, and when it does, it's gonna be awesome. And that's what happened with X. And I'm just waiting for the, you know, obviously different things uh, like from a aesthetic and stylistically. But now I'm babbly. Talk about more movies, Michelle. Alex Garland wrote 28 Days Later, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. So anything That's Alex Garland bad. does, he gets a, a pass. Just anything going forward. Great He's movie. a talented um, fellow. Talented fellow. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the argument. I yeah. will give people a big spoiler warning right now so that if they are driving in their car, they have time to off to the side, you know, stop traffic. Driving if in they're in the shower. Car. Now they're especially going to turn it off and not come back. Um, so if you point. do not want us to spoil No One Will Save You on Hulu, I'm still going to try to keep it spoiler light, but I think sure. that's going to be hard. I don't want right. to talk about the ending um, because I think that's a really big thing and it's going to be hard to have this conversation without talking about the ending, but... I, th I think we got to skip it just in case JD looks so upset. He wants to talk about that ending so bad. No, I, no, I, <laughs> I, I think, I think I may have given you the impression that I. Uh, oh, uh, hang on! Should I, we do official like we are entering spoiler territory? Yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, okay, if you don't you guys, want spoilers, you've had plenty of it's heads right up. Now. Get out of the shower. Pause it. 
I'm so sorry. You can come back. It's going to be just a couple minutes. We are not talking about any other movies past this point. We are ending with No One Will Save You. So from this point forward, we are in No One Will Save You territory. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this. It might not even be that intense. Uh, JD and I have just been arguing for weeks. Sure. So do you want to do you want to do a, a plot recap for the people who didn't bother yes. to go out back and watch it? Yeah. So Caitlin Deaver can do no wrong. Um, she stars in this movie and she only says like two lines of dialogue throughout the entire thing. And she is a lady living out in a house in the middle of nowhere, enjoying a very simple life. She doesn't have a laptop. She doesn't have a cell phone. She has a landline. She just likes building little towns. Um, and then one day an alien shows up and tries to ruin her life. And then she's like, nah. And so she kills him. And then it turns out that there's other people in the town who are now being taken over by aliens and everyone loves Caitlin Deaver. So now she's the lady that has to get up in that U.S. UFO, and then they get her up there and they go, you know what? Her life's been pretty sad. She can live with us now. And now she has a family. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the, the scoop uh, of this I realized movie. I said I wasn't going to spoil the ending, but promise there is still a lot to oh, that yeah, ending like, that I did not go into. So, no, yeah, okay, we won't clarify. I, I don't think there's that is anything just a spoilery plot. at all. You, what you said was definitely vague enough. That, General uh, plot. Yeah. Yes. Um, so here's what I want to do first is I like, I, I think I honestly may have given you the impression that I was a little bit more, uh, against this movie than I, than I Absolutely. am. You definitely uh, <laughs> gave me the impression you hated this movie and I was furious. <laughs> I, well, uh, I, I, it's important. Uh, I, I think that we get the language correct. I would not say that I hate this movie. Uh, I would say this movie definitely was not for me on a lot Hang of levels. On. Here's. Hang on. Counter argument. Your quote was, uh, Michelle, uh, I can't believe you said this was one of the best alien movies ever. It's not even the best alien movie I've watched today. And I didn't watch any other alien movies today. <laughs> Sometimes I'm salty at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> Michelle, when I've just finished the okay. movie. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry that me. I gave you the impression that I didn't like Look, it. It's I'm been, like, you told it, it's me. Been, it's been about a week and a half since I saw the movie. I've had a little time to think about it. Maybe <laughs> I've marinate. calmed down a little bit. <laughs> Have you? Uh, maybe. I do want to say up front, though, there is one thing about this that I think is very important that I need to say. Uh, because I do. there are a lot of things about this movie that I respect, and this is the biggest one. So I watched this movie. Uh, Michelle saw it before me. She told me I really needed to see it. I watched the movie, and we had started talking about the movie, and a few uh, exchanges into our conversation, Michelle made a comment about how there's only like two lines of dialogue in the entire movie, and I need you to understand, I had seen the entire movie and made it all the way to this point without it fully registering to me that there were only two lines of dialogue in this entire movie. Their ability to successfully tell this entire story, because whether I enjoyed it or not, I feel like I very much understood exactly what was happening at every given moment. Their ability to tell this story for 90 minutes with no dialogue at all it is in to the degree that I didn't even notice they were doing it, Michelle. I know that is really fucking impressive. 
Yeah. Uh, the unfortunate side is, is I look, and again, this is just, this is a personal taste thing. I don't give a shit about a big ass gray headed almond eyed alien. I, I just don't. I have seen way too many things for so long. I feel like, and this is such a nitpicky thing to say, but I think. I don't know that it necessarily would have really uh, made me love the movie, but I think I would have enjoyed it even just a little bit more if the aliens just didn't look like 1960s Roswell Area 51 fucking aliens. Man, I just... I Sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, we've talked about a movie called A Dark Song. Uh, that I I love this movie except for one shot, like that lasts maybe about ten seconds right near the end of the movie, and it's so jarring that it almost destroys the entire movie for me. Uh, I just I don't know I just I can't get into I can't get into Grays man, uh, and uh, I I just. I don't know. I just I, this is not my vibe of scary. Um, it, it just it didn't connect for me in any way, and so that's all. Now you tell me everything about yeah. why I'm wrong. I wouldn't say you're wrong. Yes, you would. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah, say it. It's fine. Would. That's why we're here. Um, the fact that you didn't tell me why I'm that. an idiot, Michelle. <laughs> or an idiot. No, I'm kidding. JK, I'm just feisty at 11:44 p.m. on a Thursday. I had a lot of coffee this morning, and man, did, it took I a toll. I did say Michelle. Best <laughs> alien movie of all time. It's not even <laughs> the best alien movie I saw today, and it's the only alien movie I saw today. Yes, I was. And then you're I like, I was real feisty. <laughs> I was, you sent I was me really live tweets it. about how much you hated the aliens. So yes, um, you did give I, me in the. I wrote notes because I was like, I'm saving this for the podcast, but you motherfucker. Okay, so the fact that you didn't realize that there was no dialogue is interesting to me because when I realized there was no dialogue and that this would be completely reliant on Caitlin Deaver's performance and the music to tell the story. I was so drawn in from that. And that became a huge selling point to me that I was very focused on well, I, how the music was. Yes. I think it's similar for me and just like to a greater extent, I think I was so mm -hmm. drawn into it that I just didn't even notice it at all. Yeah, like it just no, and didn't I, I totally it, get that. Like it, uh, to be fair, also I think a decent amount of that is, is if memory serves, even though there's no dialogue, I think there's a decent amount of screaming in this movie. <laughs> uh, so uh, that fair, might have helped. Fair. That might have helped camouflage things in a way. Yes. To be sure, like there's an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, where that's the gimmick of the episode is the bad guy takes everybody's voices away, and so the whole episode is silent with no dialogue. Uh, and that was uh, just, like, no vocalizations whatsoever, no screams, no nothing. And so, like, I genuinely feel like that was a wise... They, like, they... I, I think that really did camouflage a lot of this, especially because they spend so much time in those intense... Uh, kind of actiony, uh, exchanging, uh, exchange types of scenes. Um, the alien design. I love an alien story. I don't find the traditional gray alien to be 
very scary either. But I did think this brought some interesting things to the idea of aliens. First off, the fact that they can just like lift up on their little toes and do a little twinkly toe walk. That's fun. No. That's no. so fun. Um, no, the that, psychic abilities and look, the way that they a, use them. Here's what them. I'm going to tell oh, you no. is before we go a any further. Toe? Yeah. No, one of the things is. You don't like the twinkly toe? If there was one thing in this movie that just twisted my brain in a <laughs> grotesque fashion, it was them fucking weird suction cup feet that yeah. look like each leg looks like the bottom of like an old person's cane. You know, like a yeah. like a medical balance cane, and they got two. Yeah. And then, then there's the the gigantic like spider claw a- aliens that look like the monster from Winter Beast. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the little the little skittery aliens. They all just looked so. They, yeah. man, their design was a choice. Their design was man, a choice. I it, uh, I like the design. It took what is kind of traditional but then added things to it like the little twinkly toes like the crazy long arms but this guy's super short aside from his long arms uh, oh, it's they're, a super they're just like tall narrow gangly long limbed yeah. creature thing in a spooky I thought it movie. was fun We've never seen that before and I thought all of the psychic abilities and the rays that they use Wait, they were the psychic uh, well, with the way that he's whipping around that fridge door to try to trap her, I think he was moving oh. objects throughout her house. Oh, okay, no, I see what you say. So it's like yeah. specifically telekinetic. Oh, sorry, telekinetic. No, well, it's just for, for me when I hear psychic, <laughs> yes. I, I I think you Professor thought. X like reading people's minds, right? Yeah. For some reason. Which they kind of do get into that a little bit too, the telepathy. But yeah, I thought those abilities were really fun, even if the design isn't like the perfect one. I've also never seen an alien where I went, holy shit, that's a scary looking alien. So I think I just don't have the expectations that I'm going to see an alien and be scared. I say this and then realize I'm jinxing it because I'll probably get abducted tonight and I'll be like, everything I said about you was wrong. And they'll be like, take it back. Go on your podcast. Tell them we're scary. And I'm going to be like, yes, yes, please let me go. And they'll be like, we planned on it. You're very annoying. Um, So <laughs> knowing this, I'm probably jinxing it. So if there's real aliens out there, you would scare the shit of me i've just never seen a movie version outside of fire in the sky and that was not the alien design is what they did to the man that was so terrifying so um i didn't mind the alien design i thought that what they did with the aliens was so fun that i didn't really care um because they're like whipping stuff around and really abusing the electronics again caitlin deaver phenomenal i love her i like that she tries to go to town and it really does emphasize that no one will save you as things just slowly get worse and worse and worse like her neighbors have been attacked she gets to the town now she's getting out of town but now everybody on the bus is an alien just the fact that everything and then she's like okay well I guess I have to stand up for myself and she can't like it really emphasized the helplessness of her situation I thought it was a fun take on like a home invasion thing like she tries to even home alone it because she's like I've seen Macaulay Culkin handle this situation and she does not she does not handle it the way that Macaulay would Um, so I just I thought it was really fun and really intriguing and uh not really scary but more like artsy i guess uh well and i think a big part of it for me also is like in my outlook on things like i i have never been particularly uh personally scared uh by the idea like to me like like alien abduction horror is 
uh, on the same level as like uh, there's a ghost in my basement horror, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's this thing that is is at least is still at this point so uh, paranormal uh, as to just be and, and like I mean you know we've we talked about ghost stories and stuff too. I'm not saying there's never been a ghost story that doesn't work for me. But as a general rule, the more supernatural uh, a horror movie gets, it's just not my vibe. And uh, uh, most of the alien things I've seen, alien-related movies that I've seen, uh, that I've really managed to enjoy, they've all been these, you know, very weird creature, like the original Alien, uh, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, there's, And I think it's because, uh, uh, because it's so closely tied... Uh, with the Roswell crash and the the sketches from that, and it's just something that I've literally been seeing as a design my entire life, and have seen in some really uh, sort of abs- it's just a, a presentation of aliens that I can't take seriously anymore. Uh, but even if it was a different design, again, this is just not typically. Uh, the kind of movie that I really go for. So I, I don't want it to sound like... Like, obviously, there are plenty of people who have seen this, and uh, uh, apparently, if this movie is up your alley, like, you know, I don't... I don't like fucking onion rings, but that doesn't mean if you... Like, maybe if you like onion rings, this is a badass onion ring. I'm not the person to tell you whether this onion ring is any fucking good, because I don't like a fucking onion ring in the first place. You see what love, I'm trying to say here, Michelle? I love onion rings and alien movies, and now yeah, I Yeah, see, there you go. So listen to Michelle. She at least likes onion rings, right? So I love she... onion rings. I can't eat onions. I get really <laughs> sick. I have, like, that specific, like, I'm allergic to the acid in raw onions that gets cooked out, whatever, or, like, intolerant oh, to it. Sure. So I get super sick, but they're so good, and I eat them, and I, I just vomit I do. for the night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just had this random thought, but I believe there was also a, a moment where uh, maybe about uh, uh, an hour into this movie where I sent you a message that just said something to the effect of, when does this get scary? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you definitely gave me the impression that you didn't like it, was, it, huh? I wonder how that happened. I didn't, um, look, I, I didn't enjoy the experience. You're not wrong. I, I don't <laughs> want to make sure I frame it properly. I don't want to suggest this is a bad movie. Worst alien movie. It's the only alien movie I've seen today. Uh, I, I will, as a consolation prize, in case people are just like, Michelle likes aliens. I generally agree with her. What alien movie would you recommend? Dark Skies is one of the scariest movies I've seen in my entire life. That I movie don't think scared I've ever the seen that shit one. out of me. Oh my god! It came out in 2013, and I have such a vivid memory of it. I also okay. Two two separate thoughts. I saw this in 2013. I was there with a friend. We were the only two in, people in the theater. It got to a really scary part, and he said, "Hang on, I gotta go pee." And I went, "No, no, don't leave me!" So I ran to like the little hallway area where you're like beside the seats, but you can still see the screen, <laughs> so that I didn't have to sit alone in the middle of the. Th- I was so scared it got to me so bad great movie um and then because I'm a terrible friend uh during one of my movie nights that I am no longer allowed to select without letting them seriously review the movie I said we're going to watch Dark Skies and I got one of my favorite pictures of Kristen and Rachel looking terrified on my couch holding on to my squishable as much as they can blankets up to their chin wide-eyed horror 
I laughed hilariously and they did not laugh as much as me. Um, it's a great movie to show your friends and not tell that's, them what they're about to watch. <laughs> that's rude, Michelle. I know. This is why I'm not allowed to select them Very anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to be more careful, though, because I, I think I went a little too hard um, and said, like, hey, you guys want to watch the scary shit ever? And then I did, like, this one and host within, like, a week of each other. And so now I, I have to give plenty of warning. on a laptop? I wish no, but uh, I think that's the one where I told you that Rachel screamed so hard she like threw herself off the couch, and that was great. Oh it's one of my favorite memories of our friendship. That movie is so <laughs> fucking good. Oh, I love it anyway, so much. That's so what I've I got to say about aliens. I yeah. promise, guys, I'm going to have a whole lot more things personally to talk about, uh, more titles that I've seen, and not even just these franchises that I'm going to try and and uh, tuck away. There's a whole bunch of individual movies that I want to get caught up on. Uh, yeah. I just got I'm access at 21 to be, in October. Let's go. I, uh, I got access to be able to see uh, to see Piggy finally. Thanks, Michelle. Good. Uh, yep. I'm going to get welcome. to see Swallowed finally. That's one that I've really wanted to see Good. for a while. Uh, Werewolves Within, the Josh Rubin film. I'm very much looking forward to that. Yep. Watch uh, I uh, I also just saw that uh, the Spirit Halloween movie is on Shutter, and I very much yep. want to see that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we were talking before we started recording, uh, and this does kind of play into my franchise theme. But uh, uh, everybody knows by now that uh, uh, Hell House LL, Hell House LLC Origins Carmichael Manor uh, gets dropped on Shutter on Halloween Day. And, uh, of course, we're going to have a review episode out right away that uh, later that night. But I am going to try to marathon all four Hell House LLC movies that day before we go into the recording. As of right now, I've only ever seen the first one. Uh, and I know it's a very well-respected uh, and, and and liked uh, found footage movie, especially among people who enjoy found footage. You all know how much of a crotchety old fart I am about that. Uh, I didn't really enjoy the movie, but I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to watch two and three. Now, Michelle has made it clear to me that she she's the one who got me to watch the first one. She was like, now, I don't really care if you ever watch two or three because I didn't think they were as, as high quality as the first one. Uh, so I definitely uh, am, man, I'm real excited about that. But So many yeah. movies to watch, Michelle. So many movies. So many. Um, I don't have anything else to say. This is all random and weird now. No, I don't have much to say either. I am giving Hell House LLC number two a second chance. Ooh. It is paused right now. And as I was telling you before we started recording, I had disliked it so much that both times I tried to watch it before I turned it off. And now I'm giving Ooh. it a third try and it keeps scaring the shit out of me. I don't like it. How are they? I am immune love to jump it. scares, but they're getting me. I think I just got in my head because I was like oh man it scared me once and now I'm like it's gonna it's gonna scare you again it's gonna do it ah see you and I'm I, like god damn it stop it <laughs> stop we've it. literally driven off everybody who was still listening Michelle you got more of hell hell why do I keep saying hell 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 house LLC too I still got a half hour of OG Hellraiser and I want to get Hellraiser 2 in yet tonight it's almost midnight say good night Michelle good night Michelle
We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.